Hello and welcome to Main Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is Matt. And I'm Matt too. Today we're going to review some more testimony that we haven't really read. Nope, we have <laughs> not really read it. So this is going to be kind of a stream of consciousness. This one's going to be good because some of these don't even have work sessions yet. So we don't know the results of these because at the time of recording, they have not even been scheduled. It's like we're going back to the beginning of the year when we first uh, when we first started uh, having the hearings. Nothing was scheduled yet. We just kind of were saying, here's what's being said and here's what we think. And we don't know what's going to happen next. So stay tuned, folks. So here's a peek behind the curtain. This is pretty much every episode for us. <laughs> just kidding. We actually prepare for... Some of them. Some, a few. So we're going to start today with a review of public testimony uh, from public hearings. So you're not public testimony. I don't know even what I'm doing here. <laughs> so testimony from public hearings starting on the 16th, going to the 17th, and then the 19th. Right. So that was vacation week. Right. So the first was on the 16th, we're, they, they, they moved one of the bills from the April 8th to the, to the 16th. Yep. Uh, LD 318 an act to prepare all students for work and life by requiring that students receive instruction in vocational preparation and practical life skills, uh, presented by Representative Keschel of Belgrade and uh, a number of other folks. So what happened during this one? Well, that's a great question, Matt. I will vamp on this one. Is it vamp? What are you trying? I don't know what you're trying to say. Probably not the right word. Bam. So this one has a work session date of the 25th as we speak. So this one has just gotten the testimony and then has a work session scheduled where, again, where the work sessions, they just, uh, the committee talks about it. They bring in people they want to talk to. If if they want to talk to anybody, then they vote. And they can vote either ought to pass, ought to pass as amended, ought not to pass, or most of the time I would say they have a divided report. Yes. So, um Basically, uh, uh, what you can imagine from the testimony is going to be the following. What they're asking people to do is to create more time, a new curriculum kind of thing, in the overall expanse of schools. So, main school management would probably say... Nah, we already have a process for that. We Let's go through the process. MEA would probably say... Nah, I exactly. They were, they, they were neither for nor against on this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's usually they're like, yeah, these are great ideas, but we have a process. Right. And then you're going to put an undue burden on the teachers. Right. If you just, like, make this all happen instead of yes. involve us. That's usually the case, right? It, usually, yeah. MSMA is like, no, we have a process. Great idea, but no, we have a process. MEA is like, no, we have a process, and, and don't do this to us. Right. Don't. And so then DOE came in. Ooh. And DOE said, uh, you know, the purpose of this is to change, and I'm going to read from the testimony itself, okay. to change the requirement for the system of learning results from career and education development to vocational preparation and practical life skills. That's one of the main goals of this. Okay. Um, quote, last year in the 128th, this exact bill was submitted as LD 1860 ought not to pass. It was a governor's bill. It appears that the purpose of the bill was to force a review of the career and education development standards to make them address the problem that too many students are unprepared in the core competencies of the workplace and daily living. The department is currently in the process of reviewing the career and education development standards. The department feels the process, which includes main teachers, should continue to determine how the standards are revised. So, uh, back off. Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Just, just Yeah, okay. This came up last year. We heard you. Yeah, we got Enough this. All right. We get it. We get it, all right? We get it. We're doing something about it. Leave us alone. We get it. <laughs> Can't wait for the work session. On that uh, that, that, I don't know what's going to happen. 
It's coming know. up on the 25th. Maybe, By the time maybe, you hear this, it'll be all done. Maybe they'll be like, we're sorry. We're, we're, we're sorry. I'll talk to pass. We're sorry. Keep working. It does not sound like them. No. No. Not so much. Not so much. I want to get to the next day. Let's. All right, the next day. April the 19th. 17th. Oh, I jumped ahead. <laughs> you did. That's the next, I don't even next, know what next day. day. See, again, stream of consciousness, folks. We don't know even where we are while we're doing it. So Wednesday, April 17th in the afternoon yes. was when I attended. Yes, you did. That's right. You were, yeah. were going to go that day. That was... So this was the interesting part because I brought a friend who had never been to testimony, wanted to see what it was like. Ooh, and we, we actually recommended doing stuff like that, you know, around Valentine's Day or, you know, bring a partner, bring a friend. Yeah. Just see what see the process. So we get up there. So that kind of relates to what I'm about to say. Okay. We So we get up there. Yeah. To the new room, the yes. new education room, and there's a sea of red. Ooh. Everybody in Valentine's Day shirts from our pod. They were just a month and a half, two months the only, late. The only true part was the sea of people. There's a sea of people there, in the there, lobby as we get up there, and they're all in red. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, wow, what's, what's going on? It must be for the room right next door. Because as you enter the, like, the little lobby part of the, uh, of the education committee room, mm-hmm. there's another room right next to it. Yeah. I was like, it must be going over there. So we, okay, we kind of wind through the cameras and the people, and you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And I, we look through the door to the uh-huh. education room. It's full of people in red. Now, 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 why would people wear red for education? Mm. <laughs> it's a, I don't it's, know. It's a wear, ed, wear red for ed thing. Is that what it is? It is. That's why I said it. It's the, there's, a, there's a whole hashtag out there about. Really? Yeah, about support. You know, the, the, the color red is supporting teachers and supporting educators. They and, could do a better color. And, and being. It, it was a rhyme. <laughs> doesn't rhyme i know i get it i don't like the red so wear mauve for ed how about wear chelsea blue for ed you, you, why brings why bring soccer into this because all words are made up <laughs> don't even I know don't what know. that means where, where did that come from <laughs> so so we sit down we finally find two seats and we're still like why are they here so okay i'm gonna pull out the i brought paperwork Ooh. i was prepared when I was going into the committee room. It's like, okay, so I'm going through them. The first one was LD-866, an act to support college completion by homeless youth in Maine. Great. Okay. Yep, yeah, we talked about one, that. Yeah, we talked about that. Let's see. LD-1347, an act to promote high-quality after-school programs in public schools. Well, so I would assume that there are a lot of people there who want to have high-quality after-school programs. Yeah, I don't know why there's so many people. It's weird. Hmm. Okay, LD 985, an act to maintain high school diploma standards by repealing proficiency-based diploma standards. Hey, now. Yeah, I don't see teachers showing up for this one. No. Not in force like this. I mean, there's, like, cameras and, like, a horde of people. Mm. Like, that can't be it. LD 1370, an act to address violent behavior in the classroom. Okay, I, no. I, it's like, I don't, I don't think so. So we're like, okay, so we sat down. And my friend, like, leans over to the, clearly a teacher at this point. We notice the red for Ed thing. Should be blue, but whatever. Blue for Ed. And blue for Ed. Rolls off the tongue. So we're like, so why are you here, she says. And the teacher was amazing. Clearly not a listener yet. Says, well, we're all teachers, and this is the education committee room. And this is where the bills about education get heard. So we're here for that. And my friend is like, uh-huh, being very nice. Because, like, yeah, I know, I know where we are. <laughs> but I get it. 
And she's like, so, well. So you, thought you, you just wandered in off the street? Yeah. It, that's exactly <laughs> what I think this, this teacher was thinking. It was like, we just happened to show up. Like, where's where's the counter? Because I want my Cross Cafe spicy dill pickles, but I don't I've see anything I've heard about these spicy dill pickles. Maybe I'm in the wrong floor, which you are if you're in the you, education room. Yes, you are. So it was really nice to hear all of that one. And so she said, we're here to support all of all of these bills. There's one about, like, the right to strike and a lot of uh, some – I forget that what the other one is, but I'm thinking – we're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong. Maybe the labor committee is next door because we've talked about labor committees on here. Yeah. Uh, some of the bills that have come up in that, in which we will have some more. Um, but I'm thinking she's in the she's in the wrong room. All these people are in the wrong room, and I'm like, there's no way. That's that's a lot of people to be in the wrong room and nobody tell them that hey, you're in the wrong room. And so she finally opens up the folder and I see 1370, an act to address violent behavior in the classroom is on her list. I'm like, oh, now I get it. This could be interesting. So it started 10 minutes late or on House committee time. It was like on time. On time. So it's like one ten. We start and all the teachers start coming up saying this is clearly an issue. Remember the violent behavior one was basically to talk about restorative justice a lot and right. really trying to figure out about why, uh, how to help kids in the classroom, right, and keep them in school. But all the teachers that were coming up, were, you know, valid stories. I'm, I'm not going to, uh, this may sound really tough, but they're all like, I've been beaten up in the classroom. And I get beaten up yeah. all, all the time in the classroom. And I get bitten and spit on and scratched and broken bones. And all. And our th- this needs to happen. We need to have more of this. And I, I keep looking at the bill and I'm like, that's, I don't know what this is about. Because the bill, again, I'm looking at the summary right now. Provides technical assistance to school units if they request assistance in the provision of violence prevention training. Mm-hmm. Requires a school unit to immediately investigate allegations of violent behavior by a student against an employee. And if it's substantiated, to get an action plan to avoid future violent behavior. Uh, good. The action plan must be instituted prior to the student's return to school. Minimize suspensions and expulsions who demonstrate against students who uh, demonstrate violent behavior, prioritizing counseling and guidance guidance services, restorative justice and training for public school employees who interact with the student, and also prohibits a school unit from counting time away from work uh, against their sick leave. So, again, with one of these things where there's a lot of stuff in it, the testimony was all over the place. Oh, it was. I remember listening to it because I was was waiting for another bill to listen to. That'll be our next one. I know. that, I was waiting for the proficiency-based diploma repeal bill because what I want, uh, they, it was supposed to be second, but then they changed up the order. Which made sense because the room, again, was full with at least, I'd say, 45 to 50 to maybe 60 people outside waiting in the lobby. Well, didn't they? Didn't they, someone also say in that uh, I think the, the expectation was if you're not here for this bill, can you go out into the lobby? Yeah, please and go then out. Go out into the lobby and then let, leave some space or yeah, some people we'll who get want you to back. come in. But we'll get you back. So, so it, was course, that, it was that full. I didn't move. <laughs> I, don't, I was that guy. I wanted to hear what's going on. I wanted to sit out there, which was probably a good idea uh, because it went for about three something hours. Yeah. That it was, just went, it, it on went on and on. There was no time limit for this one uh, because they didn't expect it. It was, it was, it was They had no overflow rooms. They talked about overflow rooms and they said every single committee room right now is having a hearing. Right. One it, of the first times this has happened all year. It turned into very, very similar to what happened on the charter schools. 
um, which was you know, the, the discussions there, which was a previous pod. You can go listen to those. But a lot of the testimony on that were personal stories about how a charter school has benefited mm-hmm. me and my kid. And those are, those are great. A lot of these same stories were, were here about how this has happened to me or someone that I know. And this is a how real this situation really is. And there needs to be protections for educators in a lot of ways or um, or some layer, something to be done. Now, I remember talking about this one when we previewed it. And we're like, yes, basically to all of this stuff. Yeah. Especially the one about counting time away from work due from an injury, counting against sick leave. They said that this would ban that. And we're like, that happens. Right. And they're all like, yeah, that happens first. Actually, and I, I guess part of it is that's the way workers comp works because some people who came up that were actually against this bill got a, first of all got a ton of nasty looks from all the people in red <laughs> we're like how can you possibly be against it oh no uh especially when special ed went up uh MADSEC went up and said this is not what we want and they mainly focused on the part about the action plan must be instituted prior to the students return to school right and they're like that is actually against the law we need to get those. We identify if the, if this was due to their disability or not, and if it, I forget exactly if or whether it was or whether it wasn't. But the idea is get the kids back in school, right? And they're like, that's against. We can't do this. That's against federal law. Yeah. And I forget the details, so I apologize for that one. But and nasty looks like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Daggers in the back. It was like, what is happening right, right. now? It's like, yeah, we want to help everybody up there. Was like, we want to help these kids. That's why we're that's why we're educators. We want to help, but there needs to be some type of help with that. There's be help for the adults for, for the adults for, also. So those who have been injured, the adults who've been injured or have been attacked or who are feeling threatened in their particular, um, they're they're in an environment where they work. They need to have some kind of say in, well, these kids are coming back and they've just gone and broken my arm by throwing a chair at me or something right. and an hour later they're right back in the they're right back in the classroom with no plan or anything this right. sets up the plan and some of the the against it was well we need to like figure out what that plan is not just send them right back and but we can't kick them out of school until we make that plan right it was very technically oriented is some of the the against parts and they, they talked about workers comp a little bit that requires you to go through your sick time before you can get workers comp mm-hmm. which i actually didn't know uh, but they're saying that really that you can't do that either. So this yeah. bill was was really interesting, but it did go on forever. And some advice: if you go to one of these long hearings, feel free to get up and like go to the bathroom or something, or get something to drink, even if your spot's going to be taken, because those chairs are not like comfy. They're not comfy chairs. No, and I made the mistake of kind of waiting in there the whole time. I really had to pee, to be honest. I well, had to pee. Well, n- next time you should just get back into life. It's like 50, with the pens. It's like it's it's like fifty feet away. I should have just got up. Yeah, or or just go I was there. sitting in the middle though. Or just go there. I was sitting. The, I could have. You know, wouldn't have been a big deal. No. So when I came, let's finish up with that one. So I finished and came back, and suddenly it's like four thirty. Ugh. I'm like, they still have three more bills, including. The proficiency-based one, 985, an act to maintain high school diploma standards by repealing proficiency-based diploma standards. Now, this is one that you and I have talked about a lot and have some, also some professional, uh, outside of this little podcast realm, has some professional stakes in. So let's say that. Here's the interesting part to this one. Yeah. So I get back from the bathroom (laughs) and I figured I had time because all the 
the sea of red had to leave. Right? So they were going to take some time. So I had to weave my way back through the sea of red out in the lobby. Make way for red for Ed. That was That's pretty. That's a good movie title. No, thank you. It's really not. It's not. So I got back in there, and one of our sources pulled me aside and said, this bill has been amended a lot. Here's what it is. And basically, they're going to have all of these different amendments about – oh, I got it right here, actually. I lean over clearly. I'm prepared for this one. So I've got the whole new amendment here with his testimony, yeah. with, with Representative Fecto's testimony. And I've got this new amendment, which has all kinds of stuff in underlines, which, as you know, is a new language, and a bunch of crossouts. And I'm going to interrupt you for a quick yeah, second. Please. Those of you who follow us on Twitter and social media and fa- Facebook and whatnot, you already know this because the uh, the Main Education Matters Matt, with Matt and Matt uh, – both Twitter handle and Facebook pushed these amendments out pretty quickly after they were going up for being talked about. Um, so, somebody it, took pictures in the committee room and put them on Twitter. Yes, part of our social media team. <laughs> yes, you yes, know, we got them right on. And it and I, and I don't want to I don't want to want to let this one slip before you get back to that. We have sources. Yeah, did you notice I slipped? That I, one I in did, there, right? and ooh, that felt that was really that was really nice. <laughs> Look, it's like we're journalists. Yeah, we're so not. Terrible ones, but <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out I did have sources. Yeah. So it told me all about this beforehand, and then this source said, basically, I, I need to rethink my testimony because I was going to be against it, but now I need to really figure out what this means. Right. And so, and that's, I looked around the room, which was, again, fairly empty. Most people were wearing blue at this point. Right. But it was a much better room than all the Red Sea of nastiness. <laughs> Too much red. Reminds me of Manchester United. Can't have that. Can't have that. Sorry, teachers. Change it to Chelsea Blue, and at, I'm in. At, at least it wasn't a a, a a wedding happening there, because it would have been a red wedding. <laughs> it's kind of what it felt a like. Red for some wedding. Of it. It's well, a it was of... about the violence one beforehand, so you're not far oh. off. Uh, so anyway, uh, it didn't get violent, which was good. I think I made that joke during the preview. Did you? I had a terrible one, obviously. Uh, so it, basically, this one. Uh, puts it repeals all of 4722A, but puts a lot of language back in that talks about instead of courses about instruction, and it talks about years or the equivalent in standards-based learning and achievement, and goes on to talk about specifically what Representative Fecto, who presented this, talks about all his specifics here. And he had quite the testimony to introduce this bill. Yeah, it's it, here's the here's the part that I thought as he was reading it, and again I had a copy, fully work, of the testimony in front of me as I, as he was reading it. So we're all kind of digesting it and listening to him. And it, Ooh, kind of like when the Mueller report got got came out. Everyone, oh, exactly. All of like right. MSNBC and Fox News and CNN, they're all reading it. I, I saw a thing recently where M- MSNBC was doing it, and Ari Melber was sitting in the back at a table. <laughs> he was like it. he was like at a kid's table. Someone made that joke. I forget who. I apologize, whoever that was. <laughs> But, yeah. I'm glad we got the Mueller report onto this file. There we go. Mueller report. So the Mueller report, Representative Fecto's testimony, same diff. Absolutely. Yeah. This one's Equally only, as many pages, though, right? <laughs> this one's – no, this is the summary. It's only four pages. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the summary Wait, is with- about as good as the whole thing. So in my opinion, and the, the his first page and a half of testimony was written before he added the amendments because okay. it was in a much, much different tone. 
it was clearly, I hate proficiency-based diplomas, and this is why. Mm-hmm. And then he gets into, but, I, and I'm going to quote here, I thought it was also important to work with stakeholders and make a better streamlined bill that still repeals proficiency-based diplomas, and then talks about who he talked to, which basically went to the DOE mm-hmm. and decided to put this together. So let's break this down a little bit at a time. Let's do it. Go for it. It's either going to be long podcast or we're going to skip all these other bills. I'm thinking the latter. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a couple. Really, of, this is all, this is why we're here. This is why we. Yeah, this is the reason why. So this is one of the reasons why we started this whole thing back with uh, 1666. <laughs> yeah, this is like the continuation here. It is. So he's going to break this amendment down to uh, the graduation must be based on the system of learning results established under 6209 and must meet the requirements as described below. So basically, it gets down to the subjects of core subjects of English, social studies, math, science, and fine arts are required, as well as instruction in career and educational development, world languages, health, phys ed, and wellness, and visual and performing arts, which are really the same thing as fine arts. Just want to throw that one out there. Uh, But it does not require anything about those other ones, career and ed development, world language, health, PE, wellness, and apparently visual and performing arts. No. Not required, just instruction in. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, you know, why, why would those be important? Ah, really not. That's why, why would we want to, you know, make sure that our students are doing some form of art and, and are, are, have some kind of level of, what's that word that art goes with? Oh, creativity. We wouldn't want that. Or to be physically active and to learn skills in order to maintain physical activity in a, in a world that's becoming ever more sedentary. Let's go to the next one. I have a few things to say about that. I think so. The next, the next one is part two. And I'll quote, the next sentence provides extra emphasis on multiple pathways as developed by the local school unit, um, quote again, that allow all students to learn and demonstrate their knowledge and achievements through multiple means, measures, and opportunities. Then he goes on to talk about what, how those multiple pathways are, are developed locally, which is good. Uh, part three, he talks about how a school unit must develop and maintain a four-year program, four-year high school program. But he says, that said, quote, the more I read the new language in this subsection, the more I want to make sure that schools understand that while they must develop a four-year program, I would hate for them to think that students who excel cannot graduate early. Also fair. Sure. Don't know why. The next one, uh, changing the word courses to instruction. And I'll quote his testimony here. This is an important first step to breaking down the barriers of 20th century thinking. For me, this lays the first brick in a path that might include much more innovation and interdisciplinary study years down the road. I'm going to go to his next part here. And he says uh, it also adds, uh, quote, or the equivalent in standards-based learning and achievement, which I just said a minute ago. My interpretation here and what I believe is the case after conversations with the commissioner was to give schools the option of using seat time or the graduation requirement standard to suffice the requirement. Yeah. By the way, Representative Cornfield had a few things to say about seat time. She, she, didn't, she didn't like that. She wanted people to stop using that term. In general, in listening to the work session that happened yesterday, gotcha. As we're reading this, um, recording this, it was like she was like, "I really wish people would stop." It was it was great to just kind of throw that out there to say, "Hey, stop using the seat time model." Because interesting. When when is it? When are they really just sitting doing nothing, except in study halls? Interesting. Yeah. That's all I'm going to get that one. So okay. those are the five pieces that Representative Fecto has uh, broken this amendment down as. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm I'm reading this, and here's here's my interpretation. And I don't think we've talked about this. He's describing proficiency-based education, pretty much word for word, very closely. Uh, he's, he's 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 going a lot into it. there's there's. Um, I would say it's a it's a teacher centered version of proficiency based learning. So it's definitely not a student centered version because you wouldn't use things like you in courses to instruction. You would have done courses to learning. True. Or, or very fair. Okay. You know, yep, so I so a lot of, of a lot of a lot of his 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 wording has to do more with the teacher centered um, or approach, but a lot of it has to do with the principles behind proficiency based education. So I'm going to read a little bit more about what he's doing up through this point. By the way, he's got one more. Uh, section in his testimony. Uh, sorry, he's got three more sections in a testimony, but he kind of stops right here and he says, I'm going to quote this one, my intent and understanding is this is not proficiency-based education. PBE has taken many names and forms and I want to differentiate the word standard. If we have to change the wording to something as or the equivalent sum- summative standards as designated by the unit, I'm more than happy to oblige. Here's what he keeps going. School units that choose to exercise the standards option would have to make their 12th grade standard or graduation requirement standard transparent to their students. Students will then be able to clearly see and reach for this standard early. Yep. Don't we already have that? Clear learning targets? We, we, th- th- those have been in statute for, I mean, standards have been in statute in Maine since 1997. So what's not clear about them? So he quotes, he, this quoting from his testimony, sorry, the school unit can decide on a case-by-case basis or with a district policy to allow students to graduate early or further enrich those students with dual enrollment classes, career and tech education, multiple pathways, internships, apprenticeships, et cetera. That's, that's, that's multiple pathways and proficiency-based learning too, that the learning is more important than the, sorry, Representative Cornfield, seat time. So here's the next part too. And again, I'm really confused at this point as I'm reading and listening and reading ahead a little bit. So I was semi-distracted. Quote, again, this wording has been the cause of some tension. I maintain there is a distinct difference between the words proficiency and standards. This is a move away from the micro-chunking of proficiency-based education and a move towards a CLEP certification, backwards planned, and showcasing of knowledge and achievement but only if it benefits a student. He wants to get away from the micro-chunking of proficiency-based education and move towards a micro-credentialing version of education, which is basically a proficiency-based education model. Quote, students that need a greater challenge can prove their knowledge, move on to new and rigorous instruction, and not be weighted down by extra seat time, end quote. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, well, I, I'm totally I, in favor of that. I'm looking around and I see everybody kind of looking around and I see my source and he's like, basically, what? What is happening right what now? What is happening? So he's describing proficiency-based education pretty well. He's doing a, he's doing a, he's doing a, a bang-up job nice, of it. Nice job. Well done, Representative Fecto. Thank you. Now, why are you against it? <laughs> so he goes on to a couple other sections here, as I promised. Yes. Maybe this will clear it up. Well, let's. Let, I hope so. So he's on his uh, bullet six here. Subsection three finally protects students with disabilities. Uh, his language is children with disabilities who satisfy the local graduation requirements and manner specified by their individualized education plans must be awarded a high school diploma. Yep. Good. Y- very, very good. Very good. 
Matt has his law book out now. I, I'm I'm not not the current law book. This was the 2017-18 edition because I want to look up the language for how they talked about um, students with IEPs in that because that makes a very interesting. Um, what am I trying to say? Very interesting connection to this. Okay. What was just said? Do you have it? I I think so. Go ahead. I got it. Yeah, that's better because I don't. All right. So it's in sorry. I, it's in forty-seven twenty-two A, uh, section three, A. Okay. A student who is a child with a disability, as defined, blah 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 blah, uh, can become eligible for a diploma by demonstrating proficiency in state standards established in the system of learning results through performance tasks and accommodations that maintain the integrity of the standards as specified in the student's individualized education program by the student's individualized education team pursuant to the requirements. Now, what did Representative Fecto say? Same thing. Okay, and that was in 4722A that he wants to repeal. But it's now all in 4722, and we like that one. So, so as long as there's not the word proficiency in it, and we can change the word proficiency to his, dare I say, odd definition of what standards are. So I think bullet seven clears a lot of stuff up in Representative Fecto's testimony. Uh, I'm, on, I'm waiting with bated breath. Quote, this original intent of this bill was always to end proficiency-based diplomas. That is still reflected beneath subsection three. I'd like to be clear to those that have found success with PBE and PBD. The elimination of 4722A does not eliminate your ability to still conduct business in this way. I just maintain that main schools and students deserve one diploma law. So here's the essence of what he's done. It's taken 4722A and put it into 4722 with a bunch of ors in there. Right. You can either do it this way or this way. So instead of having two sections in the law, a 4722 and a 4722A, now you just have one. But keeping everything that was good about 4722A is now in there. Except for a couple of things. Go. Guiding principles. Yep. Where are those? Not important. No, not important? No. Not anymore. No. Um, what was the other? I, I forget the other one. But I know, I know guiding principles is a glaring omission from 4722 and all this work to, re to repeal proficiency based and when they split up the diplomas to go back to 4722 there were there was not a guiding principles requirement in that for the diploma so uh, i think that is that is a a clear omission so this work session this. was yesterday as we record it was yesterday it i was, did not hear it but i heard some things about it I, I listened to um, a bit of it, and, but I had a, some stuff afterwards or during the middle of it, but I did hear some of it. And um, the, there were a lot of questions for Representative Fecto on this about, well, doesn't this already do that? Don't districts already have the right to do this stuff already? Why is this necessary? And there weren't really strong answers for those. Um, but also given the, uh, the, the size and the breadth of the amendment and how important this is, the committee decided to table it so that they could do some more reading and learning into it and then figuring out what's happening. I don't think another work session has been scheduled mm -hmm. for it, but I do know that it has been tabled as of right now. I'm definitely going to attend that one if at all possible. If at all possible. Yeah, I would love to be there as well. If at all possible. That's a good one to listen to because 
the intent that I was getting from the questions for Representative Fecta when he gave his testimony was, why are we doing this? Yeah. Doesn't, as, exactly as you just said, it's like, doesn't 4722A allow that? And this seems like more work. And his only response then was, well, this puts it into one section of the law. Kind of cleans it up. Right. And that was it. Yeah. And then so a lot of the people read their testimony, which was mostly against this. Uh, but they said, well, with these amendments, it seems okay. So I don't really know what to say. We'll have some more testimony for you later for the work session, which, again, was yesterday as we record. And was, like, blown back by this one. And yeah. I also heard, which I don't know, have any results for, that he introduced two or three other new amendments to this, which I, I, have, I have not been, seen. I have not seen those either. That is what I heard as of yesterday. So he's he's trying to streamline this a little bit more. And it, the whole thing was just super confusing. Yeah. And again, I waited three and a half hours in a sea of red for that. <laughs> and That's all, all I got. I, you know what? And then... It was a huge. It was a, it was a huge disappointment. Much like the the first episode of this season's Game of Thrones, everyone thought it was going to be this whole big. There's only six episodes, and it's going to be this big wild thing. And it was all just a bunch of transitional discussion and talking about setting up for another episode. Which is, except for the parts that we clearly got right in our prediction podcast. Well, yes, except for those parts. Except for those those parts were all good. All those people got killed. It was great. Oh yeah, half the main cast is killed. And yeah, should we know. say spoiler alert? I think you're. I think you always have to say that after the fact. Mm. You have to give a spoiler. Is that like on the record or off the record? You got to yeah. say it before. I think so. Okay. We're Maybe not journalists, so we don't really know. Nope. But we got sources. <laughs> but we That's have sources. Matters. <laughs> so here's another great part of about nine eighty five. By this time, it is like quarter of six, and everybody gets up to leave. Just gets up and gets ready. You know, shuffling the coats, getting their papers ready. Senator Millette is like. Um, could you all be quiet and leave go respectively? We still have two more bills to go over. <laughs> and I just sensed the people on the committee were like, oh, uh, God, two more. Those are the exciting ones. An act to support college completion by homeless youth in Maine. And it, uh, that was, sorry, 866. And LD 1347 was an act to promote high-quality after-school after programs in public schools. And holy moly, those must have gone quick. Because I'm right. looking at the results of work sessions again were yesterday. The homeless youth one was ought to pass as amended. Because, again, that one basically gave some uh, – it expanded it and prioritized uh, homeless youth priority for on-campus housing. Yeah, yeah, good. Good. Let's do that and expand it a little more. So that was – I thought that was great. So amendments were probably just cleaning some things up. Probably. And the other one was uh, promoting high-quality after-school programs in public schools. Uh <laughs> And, and, and what was the result not, of this not one? Not to pass. Oh, not to pass. Yeah. Uh, Probably to do with funding, right? Well, here's the thing. As I'm looking at it, it's a concept draft. So they didn't have anything. They said, uh, okay. We, it's a recipient of funding from the fund must have as measurable outcomes. And they're like, yeah, we can't afford this. So, so by now it's 730. They've been there for a bunch of hours. We're and done. They said, now, concept, concept draft, I have no time for you. No. Which, which is amazing. <laughs> All right. That's so just my hyperbole projection. I don't know. We are going to stop right there and not do any more because this has gone on for way too long. Yeah. Almost as long as one of the new Game of Thrones episodes. Almost. But not quite. Not quite. We could. <laughs> if we kept going, it would. So we're going to stop with the 17th right there. We will do a review of the 19th, which was the last day of vacation week 
on yeah. a future pod. Yeah, and those were, there were eight bills that day, and we we barely got through we barely got through four in this one. We talked about two long ones, and then kind of skipped the rest, just like yeah. the day at the up there. <laughs> All right, anyway, follow us on Twitter at Main Ed Matters and on Facebook, Main Education Matters. And if you can take a moment or two, please go give us a rate and a review on iTunes. It helps us gain on that uh, politics list on iTunes, which is almost impossible to get on. Yeah. But let's make it a goal. Especially this day and age when everything's all politics is just I, all the time. Let's get up there. Let's do this one. We'll be number one on the main politics podcast list. Main Education Politics Podcast. With two co-hosts. With two co-hosts who also make references to Game of Thrones. It's a very niche, very niche, niche audience. <laughs> All right. And thank you, listeners, and please go do that. Okay, bye. <laughs>